Hello and welcome to Engaging Parenting, the Bridgeway podcast on parenting kids and teens. And we're here to talk specifically about the amazing and terrifying work of parenting teenagers in our culture. And we believe that being spiritually and culturally informed is essential. And so we discuss practical tips on how you can parent confidently and see your teenagers thrive. And so my name is Pastor Matt, and I'm here for part two of an episode we're doing on music with our two special guests, Sir Jake Owen and Sir Colin Craning. That's never going to get old. Which we I, introduced I in really our last like, episode. It so. feels great. It feels like, yeah. Can we do that in real life? Can we knight you? Yes. I, tried, I have a sword in my office. It, I have you, a sword in my office, too. How Here's do you bigger. go about getting knighted? For real. Do you know how that happens? You have to do something of like... Great like worth. nobility and great worth. Yeah. And then like because of that, the king or the queen would knight you and make you Well, I sir. am a, a son in, in the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Sir yeah. Elton John, right? I mean, he, he I guess they looked at him as He's contributing just, enough to the world yeah. with his music. That uh, then, Ben Kingsley. Interesting yeah. segue. Yeah. Sir, sir Ian McKellen. with his music. Mm-hmm. Oh. I tried to get my daughter, Everly, who's now four, to call me sir. Like say, yes, sir. And she's like, why did I call you sir? You're daddy. Yeah, that's confusing. So that, that is very extremely confusing. Yeah. That's my entire story. <laughs> I was better in my head. It was good, though. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. So on our last episode, which we encourage you to check out, we talked a little bit about these guys' favorite type of music and artists. Um, we talked about what types of music and styles and genres are out there and actually how broad it is and how it's there's so much out there nowadays. Um, we talked about what are the main influence of your teenagers' musical choices. And then we kind of finished that episode talking about music as a spiritually experiential event, which we'll probably keep talking about a little bit on this episode. But we're actually going to start by talking about the connection that happens between um, personality and music. Yeah. And and I would love to hear a little bit of your thoughts on um, how does how does music end up defining your teens and playing into their personalities? Golly, that's that's so big. Um, it, yeah. Do you want me? To- yeah. Okay, I'll go first. I think that it, one of the things that actually, and I thought about this um, in the last episode and then I forgot it. So I'll say it now. One of the things that I think that um, I see so much happening today and more and more, especially as we were talking about like um, the last episode with like the marketing and how music is used in that way. And um, especially with social media and the accessibility that we have to these musicians and the people who are creating it, what I'm seeing more and more now is is these artists who are like artists and activists Mm. and they're like finding a cause that they're going to stand behind that they're, whether they write a a song for it or another (laughs) thing like that's really big right now, it's pride month and Apple music and Spotify are just covered with, uh, you know, playlists by artists, um, that are either like exemplifies the movement or by their favorite artists who are part of the uh, LGBTQ community um, or what have you. And so what you have is you, you kind of looking at this page, you're seeing the, the headshots of all these artists who are connecting themselves to that brand and that movement. Um, and it happens with everything under the sun, you know? And so like music and just almost celebrity in general is, is now a platform for so many people to take a stand for something, for some cause that they believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that correlation is so huge when you hear that conversation about whether it's about musicians or otherwise of like, Oh, I'm not going to go to like Chick-fil-A anymore because of their stand on this, or I, or I'm not going to watch that show anymore because of this event that happened. 
um, or I'm not going to go to Carl's Jr. anymore because they're provocative commercial or, you know, whatever. There's so many cases of that, but I think it's the exact same thing of, oh, I'm going to listen to this guy now because he stands for something I believe in. And that, and there's that, the shaping of personality, but almost that like staking your claim and your identity of like, this is my people, this is my tribe. Uh-huh. And we, we all believe the same thing. And we, and we express that in, in this way. And yeah. that's that music. We share the vision with that artist or that yeah, genre. And so I think that. that that personality, while there's a lot of ways, and I'm sure Jake will unpack it even more, um, in that formation, it also is so much of our projection of like, what do we want? What do we value? What do, where do we see ourselves? And now we're going to listen and, and move in that direction. And I think music is so huge in that because like we said, it's a soundtrack. It's something that can always be there. And even so many people are like, oh, I didn't even know those were the lyrics of this song. Like it communicates without the words, like the mm-hmm. mood yeah. and the vibes. Um, like in how Jake had said previously too, it like it, it influences you without your mind's permission or however you mm-hmm. it infiltrates you, you know? And, and so we, you're, you're, it's, you're being shaped by it even when you don't realize it, but we're yeah. in an age now where it's much more about consciously like shaping that agenda and, you know, what are we going to take a stand for and use music as a platform to do that? Yeah. Which is again, why this is such an important issue for you as parents to be aware of yeah. with your, with your teens. Cause this is their world. Mm. It's so much now, and it's our world. We're part of the world with them. And so, Jake, how about you? What do you think about that connection between personality and music? You, you talked a little bit before about the friends that it ends up like it becomes peer, and you were mentioning tribe, Colin. What do you see in some terms of some of that personality and music and the connection there? Yeah, I mean, for <clears throat> I think it's a I think it's a interesting question, and I think that it's there. There's a whole lot of sort of gray area in it. But I think for, I don't know, for me um, personally, um, music has always, uh, like music has always come as a response to to what I'm going through or feeling. Meaning mm-hmm. like in, in seasons for me that are, and I know I'm t- going to talk more about feelings than probably what you're asking, but I just, I want to be real quick. Um, cause that's obviously a part of personality, but Please like do. in seasons of, uh, pain or hardship or whatever, like I will generally listen to music that sounds a little bit more like that. Um, and I think it's because it feels unnatural to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it sort of comes underneath and it supports the way that I'm feeling. Um, and I think, that is that's important and i think on the other end of that i think sometimes we can um be led by the personality of music and then sort of like move in that direction also depending on like where our health is you know like if mm-hmm. if we're very unhealthy i think that sometimes it'll be the latter like what i just addressed you know we're like we're grabbing stuff that sort of like it helps us just like deal with the reality of what we're feeling but then sometimes it moves us toward that space and i think mm-hmm. in that like in that regard, that's when you start getting things like character is being built and things are changing. You know, like when I was a kid, like uh, I, there was a certain kind of music that I listened to because of my peer group. Um, and then I kind of acted a little bit like that. Like I listened to music that was like this like kind of punk, weird alt skater music. And I'm not that at all, but I kind of looked like it and I kind of acted like it because the 
not just the music, but like that was a part of it, you know, like it sort yeah. of, it pulled me toward itself. And, uh, and I, I don't know. I think that's, that's an interesting thing. I think that a lot of times music will come as a, re- like what, even what you were just saying, I think sometimes m- music can be the, the, the pioneers of music, I think will write something that is sort of like forward thinking and it pulls people toward it. And I think a lot of music though, most of it is just in response to what is already going on culturally and things like that so it's it's coming behind the culture mm-hmm. you know yeah. and then and then culture's then standing on that music and it's like this is how we feel and this music matches it but the music came as a response to it versus the other way around yeah um i don't know if that answered your question at all <laughs> did that even answer your question <laughs> what at all was, it answered uh, question i think that <laughs> you no, asked no. about like person uh, uh, yeah. yeah no no you did share because you talked about how these things shaped your personality mm-hmm. and and right. how and how you saw both where you could receive some in to how your personality already was developing and how you were feeling and then also how it could also push you towards certain personality. Right. And, and I think that's a really important distinction for everyone to be listening to, paying attention to, is that music has the power, and a lot of um, creative realms have this, it has the power to sometimes relate and connect yeah. or to push you. And so that's why, and see things like this, where you have to use more discernment, it right. just becomes harder because... Sometimes you're like, I don't want to like live in a cocoon, right? But at the same time, I, I, I'm afraid for myself or my kids that it's going to push them into acting this way, right? And like sometimes the quintessential example is people like, I don't want them to listen to this music because they're, then they're going to go out and have sex and shoot people and do drugs, right? Like, like, and that they think that it's going to form that much, which that risk and possibilities there. Sure, yeah. but uh, so I think that's good. But uh, go for it. No, no, no. I, I I think a lot of it goes to that reality that music imprints on people when they're young, yeah. right? So when you're a child, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but when you're a child, you go into your junior high and high school years, that's a time where neurologically, uh, biologically, it, it starts imprinting. And so when you hear something, your mind will connect with that and especially lyrics a lot more. And then And then I read something that if you dance to that music, while you're also listening to it, it it also imprints in a different way. And then if you dance and sing, oh, or if yeah. you sing the song yep. like you perform the song, it affects you in a different way. And so these are all things cool. that they're building brain synapses hmm. in in the head. But that's why when you know a teen is listening to music and it's shaping their personality because it's imprinting and it's be, or or it's or it's attaching to parts of who they already are. Hmm. That's where sometimes parents can't relate because they imprinted the music from when yep. they were. 13 or 14 or 15. Right. We talked about this a little bit about yeah. how parents can actually, in one way that gets shaped sometimes when you have a parent that's very musical and very talented or they just love listening to, to something, they'll play that all the time and their kids will attach because yeah. that imprints because they heard it and yeah. they go, oh, my dad and I used to listen to this in the car or at the house. Um, and so that's why one of the best things you can ever do with your kids is to listen to music with them because it's it's going to help you understand them quite a bit because this is what's forming them at the time and uh and and so but that's why you also will find like sometimes I'll hear an artist and even now I I'm turning 40 this year and even now sometimes I I'll hear stuff that a teenager is listening to and I'll be like I cannot right <laughs> like I cannot connect but then it's because I'm looking back to the stuff that I would listen to yeah. um and then you cannot connect but again this is where our last episode, we talked about Spotify and iTunes and and all these different 
because there's so much access nowadays, students actually can be shaped by stuff that shaped their parents and their grandparents. Yeah. And a lot of them do. They have a mixture of of playlists that have stuff from the 60s, 70s, and well, 80s, dude, well, as yeah. well as like 2018, <sighs> well, right? And right now, like the big thing right now, with especially with like the younger generation, is like 90s music. 90s music... 90s music is like what 80s music was to me. We're like, I didn't, I was too young to appreciate it because I was, you know, I was in diapers in the 80s. But then I got older and I was like, wow, 80s music is so cool. And now 90s music is that for like people are all about Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all these like, where the music that I listened to when I was in junior high, I'm like, what is going on right now? It makes (laughs) me feel like I'm getting older. But yeah, no, you're right. It, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of Liam Gallagher saying that like Oasis was as good as the Beatles. And now people are like, 90s music is in. Yeah. Like Liam Gallagher is like on top of the world right now. Probably. Well, there's a movie coming out about that right now about a guy that like gets knocked out. And when oh, he wakes up, yes, I yes. See that movie he's so the only bad. person that knows the Beatles, Beatles music. Oh, yeah. And that everyone's like, this is amazing. What a jackpot of a situation yep. that would be. <laughs> <laughs> So let's Man. get to the kind of core question that I think a lot of parents are all, always trying to want trying to figure out, and that's how should teens and their parents engage with music that's not Christian music or worship music? Because if you're a Christian parent listening, this is always a, a, a level of discussion, and and I know every family has a different realm right. where they sit on it. So we want to talk about it just from our experiences. What, what do you? What would you guys say? How, how should teens and their parents engage with music that's not? Christian or I'm, worship. Music. I mean, I I think that I think that the important thing in in this, and I I think that you kind of mentioned it before, is I think that the easy thing c- could be or could appear to be to just like remove all access to any, you know. And I don't think that that's necessarily the most healthy thing um, for a handful of reasons. Um, I think that having discernment. On both ends, like one as a parent having discernment, like if you're noticing that uh, the, and I think you have to be aware of what your kid's listening to, but if you're noticing that what they're listening to and how they're acting, it like if there's like a shift or a change, like there's obviously discussions that I think need to be had. Um, and I think that that's the important thing is like conversations, you know, or even just asking questions about like, hey, can I listen to blah, 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 instead of just taking something away. I think that that's always going to result in like frustration and blow ups and sort that kind of thing. But I think also as a parent, it's important to to trust your your own kid's ability to have their own discernment. Like mm-hmm. when I was 17 years old, I came to know the Lord uh, and no one told me to do this, but like I had collected at that time, it was like, you know, I had all this, I had that, remember the old binders where you could put the CDs in it and like, it was just, you know, and that's how what's you a, listen what's to music. A CD? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had this binder and it was filled with like 74 CDs or something like that. I mean, it was a lot of CDs and I threw every single one of those away when I became a Christian. Hmm. Um, and I, again, I, no one told me to do that, but in my own spirit, there was, uh, there was a discernment that where I just felt like I needed to do that. Like I needed to sort of wipe that clean and reset, which interesting now, like as an adult, I see why the Lord had me do that. Just like knowing like where my, what my path would be. Like he wanted Mm -hmm. me to like have a clean slate. But I think that the thing that is the takeaway for that as a parent is to know that like your kid can also make those choices. Like I was a kid and I made that choice uh, because I knew it wasn't good for me. 
the stuff I was listening to was influencing me in a bad way because I had so many things attached to that music at that time. Mm. I don't think that's true for every kid. I don't think every kid that everything they listen to is like attached to some like terrible decision that they're about to make. I, I that's a dangerous thing I think to to, yeah. th- to assume that like if if the song says this one thing, then it means that, you know, your kid's going to start having sex and doing drugs. Like, I don't think, well, but I mean, really, like, I think some parents can can think like, oh, no, if they listen to this, they're going to make all these choices. Again, I think it just comes back to conversation. And I think it comes back to just being aware, like as a parent, like if in, if you're noticing that things are shifting and changing in a bad way, then like engage with that. But I don't think that you should just decide to remove everything or or filter everything or because again not everything that's it, it's not all going to be good just because songs say Jesus doesn't mean your kid's going to be good and just because your songs don't say Jesus doesn't mean they're going to be bad yeah, and I that's good I just think again is there's a lot in there um and so I would just encourage people to engage yeah that's good Colin, how about you? For me, uh, similar. I t- it's funny. I didn't throw away my CDs, uh, but I have some friends. I who- shouldn't have now. How many of those albums did you buy back? By the way, uh, a handful of them. A handful. Yeah, yeah. The like Lord, the in sync sync ones, of course. Yeah, you had you to bought, get those. You bought those again? Oh, those are you, the first. You bet. Yeah, on vinyl. Uh, <laughs> I do have in sync's <laughs> Christmas album on vinyl, which doesn't make any sense. My wife got it for That's me. That's great. Um, that's anyway. actually pretty epic. I, it is good. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great album. Yeah. But uh, for me, I this is uh, interesting actually because I like I was saying I didn't have that big moment where I like threw out my CDs. Though I have some friends who made a video, like made it a big display, and they ran over them with their car. They like crushed them all, and it was not as successful as they had hoped. But um, I through high school, like the two things I listened to the most were like metal music um, and Eminem. Like that was real. I was real, oh, real, yeah, I was big real on big on Peanut Eminem. or regular? I was too. Uh, peanut butter, peanut regular. Oh, that's White good. White chocolate. So I listened, yeah, Eminem was, is so talented, man. Like he's crazy. And the thing that's so crazy and, and so interesting as I reflect and look back now is again, listening to Eminem, when the dude is like has over his career faced lawsuits uh, of, you know, parents who say my kid did this and it's because of Eminem's music and like he's been on trial for that kind of stuff. And and he has songs that he's written in response to that where he's like, I was just saying stuff, man. Like, like, what do you you can't like I'm just behind a microphone just saying things and and you can't take that at face value. I was messing around. How am I responsible? And that is a whole other issue. Yeah. But you have that dealing of like people who are just making money, like selling their act and then kids and we all take that at face value and think that that's real. Where yeah. it's like an M&M is such a specific and, and interesting case example because he kind of uh, created what has now become like a its own like subgenre of rap that's called horrorcore, uh, and it's disgust. It is as gross as it sounds. Um, and Eminem is the only person I've ever heard who did it with any sort of like not just like obviously trying to be gross like intent. Yeah. But he actually like was trying to break into the rap scene. You know, back in the late eighties, 
uh, for years and was doing rap battles and getting like made fun of for being this white kid trying to rap and all this stuff. And this Slim Shady is this like alter ego that he created who is just a guy who doesn't care, will say or do anything to get a reaction. And it's literally an alter ego that he created because he wasn't getting famous. Like that was, and when he did that, people were interested. People listened. They thought, who's this crazy kid screaming with a chainsaw on stage? And it was literally like, did he really have a chainsaw? Oh yeah. He would, we go out on stage I with a chainsaw and a mask. Like it's, and he's just, he's psycho. Like he's li literally presenting himself as a sociopath, as a psychotic person talking about violence and all these things that again, it was a marketing ploy for him, but not for, you know, the millions and millions of albums that he sold and the billions of people who have heard his music. And, and there's a story after story of people yeah. who have taken it the wrong way and he steps back and is like, whoa, I was just, I was like a 22 year old angry person. I was just cussing a lot. Like that was that. And so that come to bring it back to your question is that like, how are we, are we connecting with and listening to music with our kids? Because even with Eminem, like my dad is a pastor and I would like have these sessions with my dad where I was like trying to sell him on Eminem, <laughs> like breaking down the lyrics and being like, no, 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 but look at how be how cool and like how creative and the poetry and he's using like assonance and consonants and all these things that are like these powerful literary tools that I'm learning about in honors English, dad. So like he's got it, like he, this, is, this is the real deal. And my dad, God bless him, was always willing to talk to me about it. Mm. And I was never in trouble for listening to Eminem. My parents did not like it and they didn't want me to play. They didn't want to hear it in the house, but they couldn't, they're not, they're like, they knew we're not going to stop him from putting that, that CD into my Walkman portable CD player. Um, and he, uh, he would sit there and he would talk to me about it and he would say, okay, well, if this is what, you know, this is what you're hearing, this is what I'm hearing. And he would say, well, we, we need to uh, have the conversation about it to let me know it's not the end of the world. It's not terrible, but is this glorifying God? It, and I would always say, um, oh, yeah, well, just like it's going in, but I'm not like I'm not talking like that or saying that. And it wasn't until years later as an adult now, like I said in the beginning, of this, I didn't throw out my CDs but I don't really listen to Eminem anymore, you know? And he came out with a new album and I listened to it enough to decide it wasn't really as good as his old stuff. Yeah. But I also don't really like listening to his old stuff. And every now and then you get like, we're talking about how music imprints on us and I'll hear a song or I'll listen to one and it'll take me back or whatever. And then I'm, I, I get over it really, really fast. Yeah. And it's, and it's not even that because right in like in the forefront of my mind is like, this isn't Christian music or anything. Cause I still listen to other artists that are not Christian, but I just come like, oof, this guy's cause I don't hear like angry teenage angst or like, you know, getting my frustration out. I just hear like a broken dude, mm. you know? And that, and that's where my mind goes. And I'm like, man, this isn't even enjoyable to listen to cause my heart just hurts for this guy. Yeah. Um, which is, which again, like what's good about that is you're showing though, that as you mature, Right. That that discernment comes through. And and that's where I think, you know, you always as a parent have to look at where your son or daughter is yes. in their maturity. Because right. sometimes you do have to be more formative and engaging, like with as a parent on what they can do and what they they shouldn't because they just don't know and they're not at that point. But then mm -hmm. if you see your 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 son or daughter 
at a point where you're like, man, they actually are pretty good at, yeah. at discerning that, then you can have the the conversations with them. And they're going to come to that conclusion themselves. Like Jake was talking about for him, he came to that conclusion with what to do with the music later, yeah. you know, in his life, simply by the spirit um, and, and the development. Right. There. And I'm so, not even suggesting that, that that's the answer. Yeah. Like, uh, Oh, I, I know times where we <clears throat> in our Bible college made guys, burn music because <laughs> in it, their dorm because it was this like movement right. to try to but it was not healthy for them because they weren't in a place where they were doing that because the spirit was showing them dependency or connection that was like destructive for them on it yeah. they were just being told and again this always goes back to what's that pathway and so again we could talk about this yeah. for a long time I would I would say whatever your pathway whatever you choose on that parents just talk it out. Like tell yes. your kids that yeah. because, and, and not from a place of like, um, and I know this isn't what you meant when you said it, Matt, but you said, uh, parents might make that formative decision because the kids just don't know uh-huh. and posing it that way is the worst thing you could possibly do for a teenager, yeah. which I know you, you don't get. know. And because of that, I'm right. Gonna, yeah. No, you, you have can't, to, you, you need, have to help it, them understand yeah, there why needs you're to doing be a that. dialogue. And even yeah. if they don't agree, you need to, 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 Put your best foot forward and do what you can to explain it out and and have a conversation and not have that kind of like totalitarian like no music yeah or, or you know like yeah um, even if that's the end result it you need to get there by means of of a two way interaction not not just you know the, a yeah. speech and and it's the harder work and I think that's why sometimes as parents yeah we don't want to do it because it's it's harder especially yeah. if your kids are very tied to their music. Um, you know, like, like I know even as a youth leader, when I was a youth pastor and a youth leader to, to even threaten to take away someone's like iPods or their, their, um, their earbuds, like was like, like I was such a jerk because of that. But when we processed it out with them, they were much more keen to put them away yeah. and, and, and such. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of questions. I think what's good is that you guys talked about both sides of there's one, there's a lot of music that the songs express cries out to God, and they're talking about how just humans are feeling. And I liked what you said with Eminem about now you look at it and you're like, man, this is a broken person. Yeah. And and when you see that, it doesn't mean that you dive more into listening to somebody because they're broken, but you go, man, how does this help me in understanding my brokenness? Or how does this help me in ministering to my friends or people mm-hmm. around me? that are in brokenness. Um, and this is where as a parent, you can help in that dialogue and in that engagement to help them understand that. What What is positive or negative in a song? Do they even know how to determine that? Yeah. And to help shape that with your kids, to help them do that. And your church should be partnering with you in that. It's the, it's the youth ministry and the and the community, the, the, the spiritual tribe that can play a role in that alongside of you as parents. Um, you know, trying to get down to what is the songwriter really trying to say, mm-hmm. which is hard because sometimes you have to go and search. And I remember doing, I'm, I'm a info person. So I'm always trying to go and see what people said in articles or, or interviews yeah. on what a song meant. Mm-hmm. And then I always think one great question to posit to your, your teens is with what you're hearing, maybe in the lyrics that are being said or how it's being expressed, what would you say in response to the songwriter about how they're feeling? So to not just take their musings of, ah, I feel either super lustful towards this, or I'm super angry, or I'm super just depressed, almost suicidal. What would you say in response to somebody that's expressing that? Because that's really, that takes you back to the, you know, music's formative, but then we have a a God and a spirit that's even stronger 
yeah. that's more formative. And so then you're going, Lord, what do you what do you want me to do uh, with this? So Jake, sorry, you're going to say something. No, I was uh, just going to chime in on what you were just talking about, and um, it was going to be simple. But all I was going to say was that I, for me, like any songwriter, there is a there is a cry. I guess is the the right the right word for it, or maybe not. But there's like a cry to to the song, like the the cry of the heart of that person was for something, and yes. I think that. For me personally, like what I will connect with in a song is the cry over the content. So like exactly what they're saying isn't really what I'm connecting with. It's like the cry of their heart. Like, cause I can relate on a human level with the cry of the heart of an artist. Now, whether they're talking about like they're crying out about religion or about a person or a thing, like I, I don't have to make that the same connection to the same thing because it's their cry to that thing or in response to that thing. Um, but oftentimes like I'll connect with like, oh, the emotion of it, you know, um, that's all I yeah. wanted to say. Was- yeah. And I think the biggest challenge is to the, be able to move from, okay, what am I hearing in the cry? And right. then how do I direct that towards a way that I can praise God? And that's where you might attach it to a praise song. Right. Also you've learned. So I remember one that's been great for me. And I did this one time in a staff meeting. I don't know if you remember it, but um, I used to really like Lincoln Park. And there's a song they had called Waiting for the End. Mm-hmm. And it's a that. really good song. Yep. And uh, and the lyrics are very contemplative. And uh, and you listen to that song and you see a guy talking about failure and regret right. and trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then I you know I turn that and I go to the song, A Thousand Times I Failed and right. Still Your Mercies Remain. Yep. You know, and, and to kind of just turn and go, here's one, here's a, two songs expressing the same thing, but one's going... I'm turning to the Lord for it. And so that's where I think we always want to be trying to blend. Yeah. Um, and, and really when I say blend, it just, a lot of it as a parent stage in this point in your life is exposure. That means getting your, your teens to the youth group at church or to church sure. to hear the worship songs. Because again, there's power in music. It's formative. You guys have played a role in that in our, in our congregation here at Bridgeway, right? That people come in and they're listening to the song sets you put together, the songs you sing, um, your heart within it. And that plays a formative role. Mm-hmm. And, but if they're not exposed to it because they always have the earbuds or the AirPods or, you know, the, the beats by, by Jay on, and that's the only voice, then eventually they're not having a chance to transfer. Right. And and see how the cry can also be a cry that you can turn to God and go, man, I know that this person's expressing how it feels, but this is how I can express it to you, Lord, and I can praise you for it. Yeah, and so, and that isn't it, that cool? Like it I, is cool. You guys inspire me. Just so you know, like that's one of the reasons that oh. Cliff and I were glad to have you guys come on because that to me, this kind of discussion is great for me. Yeah, and it's great for parents. So you guys are all very blessed to have these two guys on today. Oh well, thank just you. Just want to say, get out of here. I, I was just going to say, um, and I appreciate that. I was just going to say that, that the connection that you're able to make is, is because of maturity and because of, and because of truth that you know, and that is deep within you. And so making those connections are for you in a lot of ways easy. And I think that, I think that developing and allowing for people and young kid, but like for people to develop in their own maturity in faith and in truth, you know, I think that the more that that happens, uh, the more that those connections, the the bridge between those things, it sort of lessens and it's easier to make those, you know, connect the dots kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, we're gonna we only have a few more minutes left here, so we're gonna uh, just kind of finish with. Uh, Okay, if you're a parent and you're you're hearing all these last two episodes, what should a parent do to stay on beat with their teen's music choices and uses? I think the first thing that's most important is to note uh, that they're called Beats by Dre and not Beats by Jay, um, <laughs> which is uh, what what Pastor. Uh, this is said why they moved yeah. me I out just, of the high school ministry. Beats by Jay is. Yeah. Um, I, th- uh, I thought we were just maybe going to cut that out. I, but was, I think we're going to leave it now. Yeah, if it was, <laughs> like it. if you could see the 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 film like version of this, you saw a big smile on my face. But yeah, um, I think I mean there's a lot of uh, I think the 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 thing now that didn't uh, exist before, you know, is that, uh, like, I, I would assume that of all of the the parents who have kids and those kids are listening to music, 90%, I mean, that's just a random number, but I, I the majority are probably uh, listening to music on Spotify. Like, people don't buy music anymore. They stream yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, and most kids are listening to Spotify. And as a parent, you may not even know that you can do this, but, I mean, you can literally create a Spotify account uh, and you can find your kid's account and you can listen to all of their music. Like these kids are making playlists. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're following artists. Like you can, you can get all that information. And so as a parent, it's like, you could just easily go and listen to the same things that your kids are listening to w- yeah. by the click of a button. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, that's like a really obvious and and easy sort of way to be connected with, yeah. with that, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's not one of those types of things that they can like reject it kind of, right? They don't if even know you're doing like it. Yeah, they wouldn't even know. It's yeah, because yeah. it's a, it's a public, right. it's a public domain. And you and might like a lot of those songs. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, you just might. I was in the uh, last week. I, our, one of our ladies here on staff on, in HR, Sonia, I was in her office and this like rap song came on, on, and she was listening to a Spotify playlist. That was her kids. Mm. Yeah. And I was just looked at because I recognized the song. I was like, "What are you listening to, Sonia? This is not Christian music or even the genre." I thought, and she goes, "Oh, it's just what my kids listen to. I'm trying to stay up." And it was like so cool because oh, it was cool. such a yeah. It was you like were such like, a "You are awesome, living this out." It's yeah. like exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think too the other another piece of it, and I know it's hard and it's so muddy, <laughs> but um, with social media like just the content that's shared on social media, similar to like Spotify, how you can follow. Uh, and I know that that's a whole other conversation, but um, one of the things I see so much, especially with like when there's big trending songs or things that are uh, socially charged or whatever, they're going to be circulating uh-huh. online. So just click play, like on a thing that you might normally scroll past, just listen to it. Like, yeah. and, and that's another thing too, is like, you prop you you may hopefully not um, in a perfect world, but you may be engaging with types of music that you don't care for, <laughs> yeah. not from a content standpoint, but just the genre. Like yeah. it's not that you disagree with the message; it's just like, ooh, I don't care for like dubstep or whatever. Um, but just <laughs> give it give it a listen, <laughs> give it a listen because um, that's that's where you're gonna connect. And uh, even if you hate it, you can say. Oh, I was listening to that yeah. Lil Nas X track that you told me about. He's number three right now on the billboards. Oh, is he? So, yep. There you go. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I just think, yeah, just just do just doing it and and knowing because it's so easy to say like, oh yeah, I know the artist that you're listening to, but if you're not engaging and connecting with it, you're not going to be able to connect with your kid over it and have a conversation that's going to be convincing, you know, at all. Because that's for me with Eminem. 
my paradigm changed so much when my dad expressed an interest, even though I knew that he'd so like severely disagreed with the moral in, in the content, um, he still engaged with it. And that changed my paradigm. That was everything yeah. in that conversation. And, I, oh, I was just going to say to another thing as, as a, a parent that I think is just a neat thing, like introduce your kids to music also. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was that you a lot loved of, when I was a kid, like I was so to. influenced by like the, e- I loved the Eagles cause my dad loved the Eagles. And so yeah. it's like, I just think that that can't be forgotten too. Like if there's stuff that you love, introduce your kids to that too. Like, you know. And play vinyl for Unless kids. It was, yes, play, play vinyl. Death metal, metal. Death metal. I would. I'm just kidding. Well, but if you're listening to it and you don't want your kids listening, maybe there's something about that. Ooh. Um, one last thing uh, is that uh, you know one of the things we're always trying to do as parents is is you are trying to protect them, and so lots of times you people are trying to figure out what parameters do you set for musical choices. And I think what you've been hearing all, all together with this is that you do need to talk with your kids about it, and the best way to set those parameters is always together. Yeah. Like find out a way to do it with your kid. Um, it's a lot easier to enforce parameters when your kids have bought in because they've processed it with you versus you just coming down. And so here's a few quick questions that might um, that you might be able to use with your um, kids when you're talking through these things. Why do you listen to the music? Why? What do you get out of this song? Um, are there messages or themes in the music that violate our values or contradict what we've been learning in church or in God's word? If so, what do you do with that? Because it's not saying you can't, but what yep. do you do with it? Are there elements that will get a song immediately rejected? Because that's one thing that I did learn is that there is some music that its lyric content is an absolute, like, you do not it's need to be listening to what yeah. this song is about. Nobody like, does. It's, it's just the kind of the right. same line yeah. of, of when you're watching a movie right. that might have um, uh, sexually mature things. Right. Or you're watching pornography. Yeah. Like there's a big line. Yeah. A big, big line. Right. Right. I mean, that might even not be the best example. Um, what role does faith or godliness play in choosing music? And should the artist's lifestyle or actions affect whether or not we listen to his or her music? What why or why not? And these are great questions yeah. to talk about with your kids. But just yep. just always be careful when you're banning when you're banning things because you have to be able to explain to your to your teens about this so um, we've went way over what we normally would do but I want to thank you guys again Sir Jake Owen Sir Colin Craning for being on our show and uh, for talking through this we want to thank you for listening to these two episodes Um, we know that you could have been listening to music and instead you listen to this podcast so um, thank you for following and look for our next episode of Engaging Parenting and if you have things you want us to talk about please email us at ask at bridgeway.com church. Have a great day. Play vinyl for your kids. Thank you for listening to the Engaging Parenting Podcast, hosted by Pastor Matt Bach and Pastor Cliff Woodward, presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. For more information about Bridgeway and other content, visit bridgeway.church.